Farm Credit Canada has released its Farmland Values Report for 2020. FCC's Chief Economist J.P. Gervais went through the report with the media. Glenda Lee Allen-Vosser was online for that presentation. According to FCC's Farmland Values Report, farmland values in Alberta increased at a higher pace in 2020, with an average provincial increase of 6% compared to 3.3% in 2019. Saskatchewan's average farmland value increased 5.4% in 2020, the same as the national average. This follows an increase of 6.2% in 2019. And in Manitoba, farmland values increased by an average of 3.6% in 2020, this following a 2% increase in 2019. JP took us through the report, talking about some of the reasons behind the changes. The national average is, uh, was 5.4% in 2020. Uh, that compares to what it was last year, um, uh, about 5.2% on average last year in 2019. Now, in different parts of the country, different issues for sure. You know, Atlantic Canada having to deal with some challenging weather conditions in 2020. And that, I believe, is uh, is reflected on the average value increases that we're reporting for that region. Now, Quebec and Ontario, some strong increases. Quebec, especially at 7.3%, second highest province. But um, some of the underlying drivers that apply to all provinces, which basically are strong income, especially when it comes to grains and oil seeds and pulses, cash crops, um, 18% gain in cash receipts for grains, oil seeds and pulses in 2020, 18%. So very, very strong income, result of strong prices, especially in the second half of the year. Um, that's one of the drivers that applies coast to coast. The second one is low interest rates as well, historical lows. Um, we, uh, if you look at the average borrowing costs in Canada in 2020, it came down all the way down to 2.25%. So an historical low when it comes to, when it comes to average borrowing costs that businesses face, uh, that's the historical lows I said. And uh, that includes, you know, everything that you can think of in terms of short-term rates, long-term rates, fixed rates, variable rates, and so forth, right? Um, so low interest rates, very strong income is is uh, the two underlying drivers. But uh, there are obviously other factors as well. You know, if you think of Quebec and Ontario, for example, the distance between um, urban centers and some regions in, in these provinces also explain a very strong demand for farmland. So the part-time farmers, this idea of, of, of leaving urban centers towards more uh, rural areas, for sure you'll find this in some regions. And if you go to the prairies, well, it, it is really a story about um, strong income, right? So just to sketch one, for example, for the entire province, you know, 18% gain in cash receipts, um, Alberta being a little bit more of a um, diversified, so to speak, in terms of the sectors or enterprise types that are in the province, but still very, very strong increases when it comes to grains and oil seeds, for sure. Uh, yet, you know, when you think of the pandemic, it did hit the livestock sector more than than any other sector, um, you know, especially the cattle sector. So, 
Um, in that case, you know, obviously, you know, if you look at income numbers for a province like Alberta, even to some extent, Manitoba, that has um, uh, quite a significant share of hogs or hog receipts in, in the overall provincial receipts, well, that is going to show up with some numbers on an income basis that are a little bit less positive than, you know, in a province like Saskatchewan, which is mostly grains or oil seeds. That's J.P. Gervais, FCC's chief economist. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. Alberta MP John Barlow's private member's bill addressing biosecurity on Canadian farms has taken another step forward. It's received second reading in Parliament. Barlow joined us to talk about the bill. The bill really addresses two things. Um, first off, it was a way for us to recognize and try to address uh, the mental health crisis within agriculture. Um, you know, when farm families are having to worry, you know, so many things that they have to worry about. Um, worrying about going out to their barns or into their uh, into their corrals or or uh, onto their land and have to deal with, you know, a dozens of protesters and activists isn't something that they should be worried about. So we wanted to address that. The other side of this is the biosecurity and uh, the integrity of our food supply chain. Um, what this really, uh, how this really came about for me as, as being an issue is when I had um, the, the Shedder family uh, the, have a turkey farm near Fort McLeod, uh, and they had gone through this. They, they woke up at seven in the morning. They were going to check the birds, and uh, there was about forty protesters had, you know, done a sit-in basically in one of their barns. Uh, ironically, this is a free-range turkey farm, so they weren't in cages. There was, you know, um, I, I don't think the activists knew what they were what they were doing, but. These same activists, or many of them, were on a hog farm in Abbotsford the week before. So that really raised a lot of alarm alarm bells with me in that they unknowingly could have been transferring an animal-borne virus or disease from one farm to another, not knowing the strict biosecurity protocols that we have for on-farm. And they are there for a reason. Uh, to protect biosecurity, to ensure that diseases and uh, viruses aren't transferred from one operation to another. Uh, so this really um, raised a red flag for, for me that these activists don't know the potential consequences of their actions that could be devastating for not only a farm, but an entire industry. You know, we, we lost uh, 3,000 ranches as a result uh, of uh, BSE. We are still, you know, more than 20 years later, trill, still trying to regain market access uh, to to many countries, especially uh, for certain, um, you know, bone-in beef and certain cuts uh, and certain age. Uh, so it's been, you know, more than two decades, and we are still don't have the same access that we had prior to that, and we still haven't rebuilt our, our cattle herd in this country. Uh, so uh, we are still feeling the ramifications of that one outbreak, which devastated Canada's entire beef industry. So imagine having to go through that again if it was African swine fever, which would you know, devastate our hog industry or avian flu. Um, you know, African swine fever is, has been in, in Asia and more than a million hogs in China have had to be, have had to be euthanized. And that has, uh, you know, been crippling for their, uh, for their hog operations and their industry. And um, we do not want to see a similar fate happen here in Canada. You know, we, we've seen what COVID-19 has done as a as a human-born virus, well, imagine that on the animal side and what that would do to our food security here in Canada. That was Alberta MP John Barlow. 
talking about his private member's bill addressing biosecurity on Canadian farms. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Knute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.